Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollock, cybersecurity attorney at Whiteford Taylor and Preston. Happy to have you back. Sorry we took a week off. As always, keep those questions, comments, calls coming, especially in this environment right now with the cyber war going on at full-fledged, 410-917-5189, or email me at spollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, at WTPlaw.com. Once again, that's spollock at WTPlaw.com. So today I want to talk about two things. First, we got to keep talking about what's going on with the recent, recent surge of ransomware attacks. So just yesterday, the a U.S. A major U.S. meatpacking plant got hit with a major ransomware attack. Obviously, this comes on the heels of the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack. And to say that this isn't a national emergency is to grossly understate where we are. We've been talking about this for months. We are at war. We are in a cyber war. I don't care if you want to call it against Russia or China, Iran, North Korea, or against cyber criminals. Whoever it is, is launching full-scale attacks on our infrastructure, on our private organizations, on our companies, our schools, our banks. It doesn't matter. And this is a huge issue. And once again, we've been talking about it for months. You know, other people in this industry have been raising red flags and screaming for help for a long time. And unfortunately, we just haven't been paying attention. You know, the government has been paying attention somewhat, but in my opinion, not enough. And I don't think our response has been sufficient. The Biden administration coming out this week after the attack against the meatpacking plant and sending a message to President Putin and Russia saying, responsible countries don't harbor ransomware criminals. That's all well and good, but that's kind of obvious. Of course, responsible, legitimate countries don't harbor ransomware criminals. Just like responsible, legitimate countries don't harbor terrorists. But is that going to stop them from doing it? No, they're going to keep harboring these people because they know they're attacking us. And we know at least they're loosely associated with these governments in Russia, China, Iran, North Korea. How do we know that? Because these ransomware groups don't attack companies. Or the second they get into a company's servers and systems and that they see the primary language is in Russian or Chinese or Farsi, they don't proceed with the attack. Well, they don't stop when they see that the company's uh, language is in English. They move forward. We need to take a much harder line stance here. Our government needs to come out very forcefully about this. And I'm sure we're launching a covert uh, attacks back, but maybe it's time to publicize some of these things. We need to dedicate more resources towards this. Our FBI is overstretched trying to keep up with this. And the agents there are doing an admirable job, but there's not enough of them. And the technology they have is lagging behind. We need to pour more money and resources into combating these threats. If we don't, this is going to continue to get worse. A pipeline? A meatpacking plant? What's next? Our energy grid? Water processing plants? Nuclear facilities? I'm not sensationalizing this. 
This is all possible. And this is something we need to be concerned about and take care of. And I saw in the news last night, uh, a person from uh, a government regulator was talking about how this doesn't just impact large organizations or the government. Small to mid-sized businesses are especially vulnerable. Small to mid-sized businesses need to recognize the threats that they're facing. If you are an owner or a decision maker or in the C-suite of a small to mid-sized business, recognize that you are low-hanging fruit. I don't mean that offensively. You are a much easier target than Marriott, than the Department of Treasury, than the Pentagon. You have less resources and you are more vulnerable. How to combat that? Incident response plans. Engaging external legal and cybersecurity experts to help boost your infrastructure. This can't just be your local attorney or general counsel or your IT managed service provider. They're all very important. They serve very vital roles, but they wear millions of hats. You need specialized individuals to come in and help you with this. And if these news events aren't scaring you, And getting you to that point, I don't know what will. It scares me when clients calls me. When a client calls me and they tell me they don't they haven't done anything. Well, it's not reasonable. It's just not. Your clients, your employees, the government, nobody's gonna find that reasonable. And you're gonna continue to be vulnerable to these attacks. And if you're not being proactive, you're letting them win. So I'm begging you, if you're hearing this, to start taking steps to better prepare to prevent and mitigate the catastrophic harms from a breach. So shifting to less doom and gloom, but what about when we have to negotiate with these ransomware attackers? How does that go? There was a great article in the New Yorker from one of the primary ransomware negotiators, who's very good, talking about how to deal with these individuals. And if you ever have to, or if you ever experience it, God forbid that you'd have to, but you'll see it's literally like working through a customer service line. The first person's level one, and when you start engaging them, usually they have to go get permission from their manager. And then from there, maybe they have to get a senior manager involved. But they've got this down to a process. It literally has become a business enterprise for them because the millions and millions and millions of dollars they're making off of us. So when you start talking to them, you know, they'll start basically explaining that they don't want to bankrupt you, that they're simple businessmen, and that this is a business dealing. It's scary. It really is scary how specialized they are with this. But make sure if you are ever in this position, that you're engaging the right parties to handle negotiations. There are companies out there that specialize in this, that have dealt with them thousands of times. I'm not going to name names because the ones I don't name, I don't think would be happy with me. But there's specialized companies out there. But you also want to recognize your legal obligations when it comes to this as well. So there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to discuss as we're going to continue moving forward discussing this. But keep these questions, comments, coming, uh, questions, comments, uh, discussion points coming. 410-917-5189 or email me at spollock at wtplaw.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one.